Hey, Adam Miller here. Last time on the Mystery County Monster Hunters podcast, we were in deep water as we were quickly surrounded by a gaggle of goonches that turned out to actually be abnormally large catfish. Thankfully, Forest Ranger Byron was there with his flare gun to chase them away. And boy, did those flares work, causing the goonch to burst into flames and the others to flee rapidly. After that, we regrouped and got decked out in some sick Forest Department swag, and we noticed a big hole by the side of the lake that wasn't there before the recent mudslides. Wanting to prove that there was nothing to be scared of, my cousin CEJ ran off into the hole like a total dweeb. Of course, we had to rush to his rescue, again, but there was some weird stuff going on in that hole, like a pile of bodies that the catfish were feeding on, and some weirdo that was carving the bodies up with a magic dagger of sorts. Luckily, Miss Weckler got a hold of the dagger, but I don't think we're out of trouble yet. It's hard being a teenage moth man. Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monster and mysteries, and thanks so much for listening. We're about to jump into the wild world of Mystery County USA in the year 2005, but first let's do a quick rundown of who's here. Let's start with you, Rashawn. Hi everyone, I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and my character is Shamanda Felt. I've got a job at Coldstone, and people think I'm a lot, but the only thing extra about me is my curriculars. Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch, and I play the character Adam Miller. He's half moth, half man, but all corn fan. Hey, I'm Erin Rain. My character's Crashly Grenadine. Some people call me a flake, but I call me Crashly Grenadine, girl detective. Hey there, I'm Alan Linick. I'm playing C.E.J., and uh, what's special about me are my friends and my missing parents. Hi, I'm Claire Linick. My character's name is Susan Wexler. And I'm looking for two things, love and monsters. And where we left off was in the mouth of a newly revealed cave near the shoreline of Lake Mystery. There, a humanoid salamander in a black robe has grabbed CEJ, shouting, This time is wrong! She must be served! As it slipped its own skin into CEJ's mouth and forced him to consume it and in the process slowed him down with its neurotoxin. And as you were all working to free him from its grasp, a magically engorged and oversized millipede has come to investigate the noise and it looks hungry. With that, we'll start with you, CEJ. You're in the midst of all of this. What are you doing? Coughing and screaming. Wonderful. You do that. You don't need to roll for that. You are just uh, screaming. What are you screaming? <laughs> in my mouth. And you are experiencing it is I don't know if CEJ has ever done like any upper, but this is the exact opposite of it. It is very much your perceptions, your experience of life in this moment is slowed down like a horse tranquilizer. Yeah, I know the, the only upper even even remotely close to an upper that CEJ has done is the offspring concert he got to go to last summer. Nice. Tight. That was an awesome mm-hmm. concert. It was sick. He got to meet Noodles Wasserman and like shake his hand. Nice. Even in 2004, that still is pretty cool. Crashly, let's skip to over to you. What are you doing while CEJ struggles with this bipedal salamander? Okay, I'm still trying to figure out what the heck is going on. I'm a cryptozoology expert, so I'd like to like investigate a mystery and see if I can like figure out exactly what the weak spot would be on this millipede. Okay, great. And I'm going to actually say, I think that's more of a read a bad situation. 
Um, yeah, so I'm going to read a bad situation. Sharp. Okay. I got a seven. Great. So you get to hold one. What's most vulnerable to me? Crashly, you're used to the world thinking you are less than your capabilities. No you're, kidding. You're 14 year old honor student who's risen through the ranks of high school faster than anybody expected. You're short for your age. You're in the smallest weight percentile for your age. And yet uh, you are a fierce monster fighter. So you are used to appraising your opponents and looking for weaknesses. And you can tell at a glance that this salamander, while being enormous for a salamander, because it's like four foot six, is still much smaller than pretty much everybody here. And aside from the dagger that he was holding, which Susan Wexler has knocked out of his hand, all that he really seems to have as a capacity for causing destruction is his skin. But since it's wearing a robe, there isn't a lot of direct skin-to-skin -skin contact that would be presenting to you. And between it and the millipede, the millipede is definitely an armored opponent. So you think there is unlikely to be any sort of armor or any sort of protection that the salamander would have against any physical attack. Okay, I know what to do. I'm going to take out my garrot and I'm going to garrot that salamander. Jesus. Okay. I we need let's let's fill in the fiction here a little bit. Crashly <laughs> Grenadine, girl detective, is 14-year-old uh, girl who lives in the rural areas outside of Haverford mm -hmm. um, in Mystery County. She has a garrot. Will you explain what a garrot is just for anybody who doesn't know? Oh, obviously. Yeah, I guess not everybody knows about that. Garrot, another word for it would kind of be like a noose, but it's a wire instead of a rope. And basically, I can choke someone out really fast with it. You don't even have to be like that strong, which I'm not yet. So you just like slip the loop over someone's neck and then you tighten it like a zip tie kind of. Yeah, and that's then... great. The question I have is, did Crashly get this from someone did she find it or did she make it herself? Why does Crashly have a, a garage? Okay, so in eighth grade, we took a trip to Washington, D.C. for class. And um, like our whole class went and there was a private detective store there. And I did sneak in and I got two burner phones, a garage and a pill case that's a ring. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, wait, a pill case that's a ring? Yeah, it's a ring, but you can have a pill in you it. You can put like cyanide in there. Yeah, <laughs> in case you don't want to talk. Do I don't have any have, cyanide. Not do you yet. have a pill in the case, though? I have an Advil. Nice. Uh, great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Crashly, that sounds to me like you are moving forward for that. Is your goal on this to harm the salamander or to help CEJ get free? Oh, gosh. If I had to choose, it would be to help CEJ get free. Great. You're going to roll protect someone. So roll plus tough. Hey, and you get an experience. Oh, yeah. And I got an eight. That's awesome. So you are nice. going to protect him okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm that he was going to get. And the rest of you are watching your eyes split between this millipede, this salamander, CEJ, hollering, and the salamander screaming things about the time being wrong, and she must be served. And Susan, you watch your apprentice, Crashly Grenadine, give you a thumbs up and then start to slink behind the salamander. And she briefly goes out of view since she's about the same height as a salamander. And then you see from behind it, two small hands uh, wrap around its neck and start to pull with this tight wire. And it immediately gets yerked back and lets go of CEJ, but puts its hands around the wire trying to get a grab on it. Crashly, you experience its 
bare hands touching your bare hands. And so you Aww. are going Ow. to take... Important question. Is this Crashly's first time holding someone's hand? Oh. oh. I mean, I guess so. Unless you count my cousin, my other cousin. You don't we know him. do not. We, I don't know that we want to. Holding hands is normal. It's just like we were... Emily's expl- hold hands. This yeah. is a different kind of holding hands. Yeah, you're like... You got like a ghost. You're behind them situation going... I guess my cousin wasn't burning me with his flesh. Mm-hmm. Then it's not love. He does reach or it reaches back, touches your hands, and you're going to take the condition insecure oh. because this is the first time that your hands have ever been held and it's by a monster. Oh. So what is Crashly feeling in the, that moment? Like what's making her feel insecure about this? At first, I was like, OMG, the feel of what do Sandlanders have? Four fingers? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Four fingers on my five. Wow, I've waited a long time for this. Ew, it's a salamander. Ow, it's burning me. He doesn't even like me like that. And then I was like, but I don't want him to like me like that. I'm not ready. And you do three harm to the salamander, correct? With the garage. Yeah, three harm. Yeah, three. And the rest of you can see the garage already starting to pull into its neck and a thin bead of green oozing blood leaking out over the top of it as uh, Crashly just continues to pull on it and presumably puts her like knee into its back to get some added leverage. Oh, yeah. Crashly. I told you guys Crashly was like brutal. She like yeah. does pushups in a room all the time. She's like very jacked. Thank She's you. very strong for being like three feet tall. <laughs> she was walking around with that rifle too. So she's definitely the person I'm afraid of the most. Right. She was the scariest person in my karate class when we went together. Thank you. I, I still suspect that they removed from class because she was like <laughs> too aggressive with the other. With the sensei? <laughs> she kept trying to go toe to toe with the sensei. Sensei Rebecca was not having it. She cried once. <laughs> Susan, uh, you see this. You see your protege really go into full on monster killing mode. What do you do? Now, I kind of saw this all before in 95 at a Christmas dinner party. So this is not the biggest shock to me, if I'm being honest. What I want to do is I want to take both of these knives and go after the salamander. Because something I really know about insects is that they fear blood. So I'm hoping I can kind of spook out this millipede a little bit. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, great. So since you're going straight after it, you're going to roll to kick some ass. Well, let's do it. Susan Wexler enters the the fray. So I'm holding my blessed knife and just that knife I stole. So blessed knife, stolen knife. Come on. Roll. Okay, it's under the couch. I'm going to find it. Oh, no. Every time Susan Wexler does something, there should just be like crazy train or like some really intense rock and roll. Like WWE music for sure. Oh, yeah. music. I rolled an eight. An eight. That's great. So there is a chance you could be heard from this. So that's why I had you roll this. Uh, on a seven plus, you and your target inflict harm on each other. So you dash the two daggers into it. How much damage does your blessed knife do? Yeah, two harm. Two harm. Great. Between that and the rusty knife that you have in your other hand, you completely take down this salamander. Just, it just you feel as you push the two blades into its chest, it gives almost too easily. This being an amphibious creature it has a a very permeable skin and your blades slip right in and then pull down as it's just looking at you going "Ah, ah, ah, ah," 
and it just starts to bleed out. As it's bleeding out, you are covered in blood and the blood is spraying out. And your understanding of it is that insects are uh, afraid of blood or are put off by blood. Now, what was it so again? That is what I remember. They are very afraid of blood. So I start flinging blood at the millipede. And when there's no reaction, that's when I turn to everybody. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Also, this blood, unfortunately, appears to be a little caustic. So you are taking one harm as it completely goes on and leaks down into the bandage that you have on your back from when the catfish fin kind of ripped up at you a little bit. So you feel it get get inside there a little bit. But the salamander is down and out for the count on this issue. Oh, sure. The millipede does back up, but there are so many tasty, scrumptious little treats around that it is not immediately pushed off. But for the moment, it does sort of rear up and is eyeing people up, one of whom that it's eyeing, of course, being Adam Miller. Adam, what are you doing while Susan carves up this salamander? Uh, I believe I am. I'm still in the, the pupa form, right? Like, I believe you went back into pupa form, yeah. I thought so, yeah. I'm going to go after this uh, this millipede a little bit and uh, worm against worm. And uh, I'm going to do a natural attack of life drain on it. Okay, great. So this is definitely a roll to kick some ass. Yeah, this is a roll to kick some ass. And since I leveled up, my ass kicking powers have gotten a little bit better. So now I roll with unholy strength. Instead of using tough, which is a negative one, I use my weird, which is a three. So Damn. that makes yeah, that makes these a little bit better. And that is a, thank gosh, because that is a eight now. So with an eight, you do trade blows, the both of you back and forth. So so the life drain also, it's a one harm intimate and a life drain. So I think I heal myself too. That's right. Whenever you do harm with it, you get a healing for yourself of an equal measure. So you get one back. And so it was one harm, you said? Yep. As what you find is as you are attempting to deal this, though, the problem that happens is as you reach forward and bite on it, it's natural armor, the overlying plating. It is just difficult. You go the way you would if if a big if an, a mammalian predator was attacking, which is it goes to the back of the neck because that's usually where you can get uh, good contact on like mammalian prey. Mm-hmm. But this isn't a mammal. This is an arthropod and its back is completely armored up. So it has one armor, so your attack does not land. It, however, is a natural-born fighter of other insects. So it knows exactly the weak spot to go, which is underneath. And you feel instead of it coming back at your face, it rolls down and attacks at your belly. Ooh. And it bites in for two harm. Ouch. And that's intimate, and it's messy. So your guts just get ripped and are just open and seeping. Oh, no. So you don't get the life drain from that because you went in kind of soft with a particular focus, but you haven't been able to to pierce it. Once you do an injury to it, then you can get the life drain effect from it. Dang. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not able to feed on it quite yet. Shamanda, you're watching from sort of outside of the cave area. CEJ, is, CEJ and Crashly are very much inside this cave. You fell down. You're still sort of outside of it. You're seeing what was Adam Miller and is now a giant caterpillar just body slamming against a similar sized millipede. And you're seeing Susan Wexler, who has just walked into the cave, down on the ground, stabbing knives into the form of the salamander that had grabbed CEJ. What are you doing? 
Well, I'm thinking about how I respect Miss Wexler even more about maintaining style and function and fashion while stabbing. And I think like my feelings for Adam are stirred because he was an insect before and he was a boy and I was a pupa. I'm not really sure, but he's like metamorphosizing and I like a guy who's able to like change. (laughs) And so I'm just standing at this thing and I'm just saying to myself, I've got to trust my gut because there's a lot of things going on right now and I really want to make the right choice. Okay, great. So with Trust Your Gut, go ahead and roll for that. You're going to roll plus weird. Yes, 12. My weird is zero. That's great. Now, here is the question I have for you. So I'm going to tell you where you should go. Mm -hmm. What's your goal? Like, is your goal to stop this particular attack? Or is your goal to, like, basically in front of you, you have a threat You still have the broader mystery that you guys were exploring. What is it that you want to try to achieve? And I will tell you the best way to get there in this moment. I want to subdue the threats. The all of the threats. So you want to like resolve the source problem. If I've got to like clap my hand super loud to get everyone's like, hey, calm down. But I just kind of want to null the situation. Okay. So it is it is like you want to you want to make this millipede go away. Correct. Okay, great. With a 12, I mean, you absolutely get it. You do, as you are looking at it, there are a few things that you notice uh, about it as it's fighting. You're not like Susan Wexler or Crashly. You don't analyze a scene. You don't go through a database of people's weaknesses and strengths or anything like that. You're a street fighter. You, You come from rustling around you know, you do schemes and scams. Shamanda goes from instinct. And what you see from this this millipede hanging out there fighting and going toe-to-toe is a few things. One, it's blind. It can't see. It doesn't have eyes. So you definitely see that that is something that you could take advantage of. And another thing that you can tell, two other things that seem obvious to you. One is that bug spray obviously works on regular bugs. And what you know of bug spray is it's caustic. And you've got a big source of caustic spray spraying up around Mrs. Wexler. And the other thing that you notice as you see it is that it is hugging around near the water, even though it is fighting Adam. And it seems like it's you have a, like just the a briefest momentary flash to biology where you, your teacher, I don't remember the name of your biology teacher. Miss Coclow. Miss Coclow mm-hmm. is like, and you know, a lot of the arthropods in cave ecosystems, a, a thing to always keep in mind, they have uh, breathing tubes. That's where they can keep the moisture coming in and out because it's a very sensitive internal system. Drying out is always a, a big concern for any cave animal, whether that be insect or up into the more complex orders. And so you are aware that that is also something that it would have a weakness to is drying out. Okay, so I'm going to, while all of this is happening, I'm having this flashback. I'm kind of circumventing um, the millipede and pulling out my Swiss Army knife that has a little lighter on it. And I pull the bug spray out of my backpack. (laughs) And I'm going to kind of roast this thing like a marshmallow to try out its stems. Great. Roll to kick some ass. What is this Swiss Army knife that has a lighter in it? (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a nine. Your parents didn't get you. Excuse (laughs) me. So sorry. Didn't mean to say the wow. P word. You know sorry. what my parents got me? Those beautiful eyes. Now I rolled a nine. <laughs> okay, that's great. Jeff, I'm going to give Adam Miller a chance here. If you want to try to help out, you can help bump Shamanda's roll up to a 10, which gives oh, her yeah. extra advantages. So 
Adam Miller, you go ahead and roll for help, help out. So that's plus cool. Adam, I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he speaks two languages. He's so attractive. Uh, an eight. Is that right? Yeah, so you do. So, Shamanda, you're going to get a 10. Adam, you're going to be exposed to some trouble or danger. Shamanda, the way this works, you are going to do the full effect of this bug spray uh, flamethrower that you've sort of clutched together. Susan has a flamethrower that does three harm. Since this is an improvised one, I'm going to say this does two harm. Shamanda, you have an option. You get to pick one extra thing from this. Uh, You can give plus one to either your next roll or somebody else's. You can inflict terrible harm, which means you add an extra harm to the damage your weapon does to it. You can take one less harm, so you are less damaged by the attack it's going to bring back on you. You can force them where you want them, or you can take something from it. What would you like to do? I'm going the second one, the inflict terrible harm. harm. Yes. Great. So it is going to take three harm as this blast, this gout of flame and spray just hits it square on the back. And you can see that armor plating that is over it just corrode slightly as these additional holes open up. Adam Miller, from where you're standing, you can feel air kind of rushing as it's going into the source of this. Adam Miller, you are also hit by the blast. Ow! Uh, it's not Sorry. as bad because you have the the millipede between you and Shamanda. So you are only going to take one harm okay. um, from this fire blast. But you are also getting hit by the bug spray, uh-huh. which does affect you because you are currently a bug. So you are oh. going to take a negative one to your next roll. Oh, oh, stinks. But to us, what is that? Tr- like when you say that out loud? <laughs> and uh, cej what are you doing well i've just been freed by the garroting and slashing of the salamander but i'm still pretty pissed honestly like yeah you are what? still angry i'm watching my like entire friday night like slip away from me and it, in the most like painful way possible physically so I'm pretty mad, and the salamander's down. I I actually do, I forgot about this, but from last episode, I am still afflicted by the angry condition. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to hot-headedly charge straight at this uh, millipede, and I'm going to, my my jeans, and then my my Walkman, and I got freaking salamander in my mouth. And I'm going to take out my nunchucks. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, That's right. Crashly ain't the only one here with unusual child weapons. I bust out my nunchucks. I nunchaku them at the millipede. I'm just going to roll to kick some ass. Hell yeah. I got a roll plus tough 10. Okay, that's great. Yeah, same thing. So you are definitely quipping your nunchucks down on it, hitting its already weakened armor. You feel it cracking under the force of your blows. And it's not it's not like a technically savvy. I'm like just bludgeoning it. There's no like or technical skill. I guess a question I have, are you still swinging them and hitting or are you just hitting it with the handle you're holding? I'm just like, uh, like ignoring that there's like a chain part of this situation. So I'm just like beating it like I'm holding a stick. Yeah. And you get to pick one from the options to add to your attack. Pick one from the options. Oh, I didn't even see that part. Okay, here we go. Kick some ass. Oh, got it. Oh, because I rolled a 10. All right, great. Here we go. Ooh, I want to take something from it. Okay, Ooh. great. CEJ, you are pounding, pounding, pounding on this thing. 
and what you experience is towards the back of it because you're kind of running towards i guess the tail end of this millipede uh, yeah it's sort of like a like a smash and then i hop down to the next segment of it and then i smash again and as you're smashing and smashing a whole solid scale of this millipede pops off its back which is disgusting underneath you see all of its organs and stuff but you have what you would have to classify as a shield you have a millipede shield uh, that wow. gives you one armor. Eventually, if you want to hang on to it, you're going to need to craft handles for it and stuff to make it work. But for this moment, you're sort of holding it with your hand and gripping it and have this sort of awkward shield that you have. And unfortunately for you, the millipede whips around at this. It is too much. Shamanda, you get knocked back as the millipede kicks and, and scrapes and you feel like a huge scrape up your arm as one of its many hundreds little clawed feet scrapes up your arm. So you'll take Ow. a harm and see EJ, you have the same experience as the tail end of it kind of flips around and, and scrapes at you and you take an, an additional harm as well. But I don't. But you don't. You use your armor. Yeah, I hold up my scale and I'm like, uh-uh, millipede beats millipede. And the millipede actually, what you see is it pulls back and then begins to roll up and it actually starts to roll back into the cave like it actually literally starts rolling like a little wheel down the slight incline of the cave and it is rolling away from the rest of you all adam miller you have been fighting and grappling with this what do you do as it tries to break free and roll away it's trying to break free and roll away i'm gonna try now it's cracked open i want to try to suck some of that life out all right, make it mm -hmm. kick some ass. I'm like, oh, a little blood. And this is a six and a five. So that's 11 plus three. Wow, that is a 14. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what of what those extras are you going to add to it? I'm going to force them where I want. And is, it, is that blood still spraying from the salamander? Mm-hmm. I want to push it towards that spray. Okay, so you halt its forward momentum and just sort of with your tiny little caterpillar arms, grab mm -hmm. it and then yank it over. Yeah. Um, with that, as you sink your teeth into it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you uh, are going to drain its life force a little bit. You get one healing to yourself. <sighs> and as you bring it over into it, Susan, you see it, what Adam is doing and what do you do? Well, I'm loving what's happening for young Adam here. This feels like exactly what I was hoping for. You know, it seems like it's time to kill this millipede. And I so enjoyed the fire earlier. I'm going to bring out my own flamethrower to the party. <laughs> your your pant flamethrower. My pant. I'm going to pull it out of my <laughs> pant leg once again. Just shimmy it on down there. And I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm going to try to hit the back half. So it's not, of course, hitting young Adam. Thank you. Wait, the back half where I'm standing? Okay, well, maybe it's the front <laughs> half. Are there any kids there? Go ahead and roll act under pressure. You're not at any risk of the millipede hurting you back, but you are just trying to avoid hitting any of your charges. And remember, you get to roll plus sharp. Yeah, plus sharp. Perfect. That. Okay, so I got a sharpest two, so 11. Ooh. Yeah, you do exactly what you set out to. Your flames almost slaloming between the kids just target and start roasting the millipede. It thrashes and hisses wildly, but it is soon cut short as it falls over in a charred husk. And there is no more threats apparent to you guys as you are in the entrance of this cave, breathing heavily. Some of you splashed with caustic greenish blood. Others of you patting out the embers of fires from the many different fire sources that you've 
attacked. Crashly, just with a, a rictus grin on her face <laughs> as she's pulling the garret away from the neck of the salamander. What do you all do? I try to scuttle away quickly to a place like a, like a hidden place, and then I want to transform back and act like I wasn't that <laughs> creature. Okay, great. So you, yeah, Adam Miller uh, runs down uh, <laughs> further into the cave. Adam, go ahead and roll plus sharp. We're going to just read a bad situation and make sure you're okay. It is a six. Okay, that's a fail. So yeah, I'm not very sharp. No. So remember, you do get experience for that. And Adam, you are pretty convinced you see a, a little overhang that you're like, I just have to scoot back here and I'll be able to transform no problem. And you mm-hmm. get back and you're finishing your transformation and realize everybody just kind of walked with you. And so they're just all <laughs> half circled around you, dead on watching you as you finish your transformation back to a human boy. Do it. Did I notice that? that they uh, saw absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you you completely see this, but it's too late. It's oh, I think that millipede infected me. Oh, what? Okay. Huh? Wait, what? Adam, uh, honey, we saw you. We know you're like a bug or something. Nah. Yeah, one of your little little, little tendril things is still not fully like sucked back up into your face. You still got a little. You've got you've got a little insect. <laughs> Yeah, on your face. Just sorry about that. I tried to push it in with my finger. It goes in. Now, what happens when you transform? And like, because my guts were torn out in that fight. What do I look like right now? You don't look great. Yeah. How much harm do you have total right now? Uh, I was grievous, but thanks for sucking the life. I'm now just broken. Yeah, you look really bad. <laughs> oh you are. It's not like holding your guts in, but you yeah. have a deep cut that it goes down your belly that you are holding onto. The other thing is you don't have clothes. Yeah. Because you split them when you do it. So you are trying to hold your openly bleeding wound while also uh, covering yourself. You've got bruises all over. Definitely ribs are broken. Like you're in rough shape. Um, This is a like hospital worthy injuries that you have Mm. uh, experienced. Yeah, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to sit down for a second. No, no, no. Stay awake. Let's go to the hospital. Well, we can head on back to my infirmary. Yeah, your cut, your cut is so bad, it's almost distracting from the fact that we see your balls. Dude, shut up. And I try to swing uh, at CJ. Um, are you trying to hurt him? I'm trying to, like, you know, like, cousinly hurt. Yeah, okay. I just, I hold up my shield. I don't think it's, like, fast at all. I think it's just sort of, like, I rub the shield. Yeah. Yeah, so, Susan, you're trying to get everybody to go back to the infirmary? Yeah, and I'm going to lend, Adam, I always keep a sleep shirt in my backpack <laughs> uh just in case i'm dating a young gentleman but, what's the shirt uh, say it's it just says getting my beauty sleep <laughs> <laughs> is it like a night shirt where it's like all the way down to my knees yeah yeah cool. and it's all the way down to my knee uh-huh. um, and i'm five foot four so i don't know how that's going to translate to you i think i'm probably at least five foot eight Okay, so it's going to be just right. It, it's going to be it's a little above the knees. be like mini, mini skirt. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Works for me. And I'll remind you, Adam, that at four, your harm totals now, you are unstable, which means unless you get immediate attention, there is always a risk that you will incur additional harm just walking around in the world. Your injuries can just get worse at any time that the fiction decides. I'm definitely going with, with Susan. No, you're not. You know what? We've had enough... We're not going to any like fancy infirmaries. We're not going to patch this up and try to figure out what the big things are coming from. Me and Adam are going home 
where we should be on a Friday night. Shamanda gonna... put CEJ in a headlock and just says, <laughs> shush. Ah, uh, I'm still angry, so I'm going to fight this off. Okay, great. And I think from what I'm understanding of this, you were rolling to kick some ass. You were trying oh. to do harm. I, I'm, I mean, look, I'm still pissed. You're I, pretty pissed I, off. I, from what I understand of the angry condition, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to take the more. Uh, yeah, so roll uh, to okay, kick some I'm ass. I'm roll to kick some ass. Uh, oh god what you do is a one uh i rolled okay now you do have a plus one to kick some ass so that comes out to a four. Oh, nice <laughs> four well yeah so uh, shamanda how do you completely kick cej's ass <laughs> i get him around the the around the neck and i say this is the last time you're ever gonna feel boobs on your back <laughs> move him to the floor like drag him back up to the cabin and put and him I, in i'm like choking out but i say uh, you mean the last time i would if you had any <gasps> whoa dang i um, put him in a car seat in the front of the car yeah. and i find Tyler. a pacifier and i put it in his mouth uh, yes uh, so also like part of my because I used a luck point last time so part of my mutation is anytime I'm around clothes and I have an opportunity to yeah <laughs> that's correct you're gonna eat the sleep shirt I'm just I, I'm not sure at what point I have an opportunity mm -hmm. like if they're all paying attention to this fight am I like eating a shirt <laughs> yeah you absolutely are and the question I have is are you starting from the top or the bottom I think I'm like I'm so weak right now. I think I'm just like nibbling it down. <laughs> yeah, the collar is the collar is halfway gone. The other problem with it is I think when you when you do start to eat, some of those insectoid mouth parts pop out Ew. to help consume. Oh, so you just have the like sideways mouth like yeah, little pinchers and you are just sort of distantly grabbing at it. So, Susan, what are you doing? How are you getting these kids out of here? Well, I'm just trying to carry Adam and I can see that he's eating my nightshirt. And I'm I sorry. And I do have the cold link still. So I will be sending that later. I'm just trying to carry Adam and get everyone up here. I still have those mallet and spikes in the wall so we can use those to climb back up. So I'm going last and just kind of trying to take Adam with me. Thank you. So is everybody else leaving the cave in front of Susan and Adam? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like me and Shamanda are still tussling. Okay. We're like so... fighting, but I'm pulling you along the way. Get I think off. I wanted to go that way anyway. No, you're going to go the way that I want you to go. Yeah, but that's the way that I wanted to. Just get over there, CEJ. As soon as you guys get outside, you guys start climbing. Adam Miller, as soon as you get out, that full sun hits you. You take oh. another harm. And you guys oh. just see smoke, not smoke like campfire smoke, but that thick, acrid smoke that's like a chemical burn. Some of that just coming out from his wounds. Yeah. Um, Ew. We got to get this guy to a hospital. My crush yeah. is fading. Yeah. Does eating the shirt do any like help my health at all or no? not at all? It does. <laughs> it does make you slightly more nude. But beyond that, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I think once the sun, I, I start making that 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 insectoid noise but i'm not an insect uh, insectoid form really so, but now i'm making it in human form yeah we gotta get to the infirmary this is grody i'm taking him to a real ass hospital i think i know what i'm doing cej and i don't want any more from you today oh yeah okay. if you knew what you were doing then my I've cousin would be dying i've already left to pull the ban around Okay, great. So you've um, pulled the <laughs> van around. Now, I'm guessing probably you usually have probably Shamanda drive just because she's a driver in her background. So Shamanda is definitely the best driver of all of you. I don't know if, Susan, you willingly let her drive or if you hold to you're the oldest, so you should drive. No, no, I 
I am very fine with Shamanda driving. I just had to get the van and then I take my spot in the back seat because that's kind of where I feel the most comfortable. Yeah, we had ridden over with the park ranger, I believe, and one other car. Yeah, and he is up above the shoreline where the mudslide had happened a few months ago that revealed this cave. He's up at the top of it and he says, um, hey, are you guys? Oh, my. Oh, hell. Oh, God. What happened to him? Are you, are you guys OK? What? Oh. And then he sees Adam Miller's mouth and he goes, oh, oh, my God. Oh. Oh, God. No, get away from him. There's something wrong with him. He, he's going to he's going to. No, duh, dude. Something uh, wrong with him. I We're fell. trying to get to the infirmary. I fell on a rock. And uh. Uh, Jeff, how does that sound? Because you're also with your insect mouth chomping on shirt at the same time. So what does that all sound like? <laughs> so I feel like it's like every other word is like, I fell rock. <laughs> and you see him, his hands shaking. He goes down. <laughs> And First grabs his gun? flare gun and he says, no. Wexler, Susan, you got to get away. Uh, I'll, I'll fight him off. You guys run and I'll do the best I can. What's going on? We got to get out of here. Call the cops, dude. Don't call the cops. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's right. You're right. I'll, I'll call. I'll call this in. You don't have to call anybody. I'm going to call you in two hours. Be near your phone. Everything's fine. We can discuss this over Mexican food. Susan, Susan, roll manipulate someone. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Eight. An eight. Okay, great. So he'll do it, but only if you do something for him right now to justify it. So, and specifically, you need to justify why he's not calling the police. I've got this under control. You don't have to worry about anything. And I give him my card. Now, is this your janitor card or your secret <laughs> card of uh, monster hunting? My, this is not my janitor card. And this is my monster card. I need him to know. I've got this under control. And can you just, for our benefit, can you just describe kind of what this monster card looks like? Like what it says or broadly yeah, what the it front is just like a nice photo of me that they took at the church. <laughs> then the back, it just says Susan Wexler fight in monsters 89. And, and then it has my phone number and I look at him and I say, and that's my real number. And he's like, Okay, we're going to have a conversation later about this. But you get that boy. You, you can take care of him. He's going to be okay. I got this. I All got right. this. All right, Susan. I I got a lot of questions, but now's not the time. All right. I, I, Tyler? Yeah. In this state, can I cast Mental Dominion? You can try to, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to cast Mental Dominion on him. Okay, great. So that's a roll, and then I put what on? Yeah, turn? and I will remember. I will remind you. You take negative one on your next roll, which would be this one. Oh, good to know. It is a ten plus two, twelve minus one, eleven. Wow, yeah, that works. You get three hold on Ranger Byron along. What do you? What orders or orders do you give him? First of all, I tell him to give me his outfit. Okay. He immediately starts. <laughs> Just uh, gonna eat it. No. Yeah, I he promise. immediately starts. I'm full. Disrobing. <laughs> uh, it pulls off his outfit. So he has on boxers and like an undershirt that he leaves on because they're not part of his uniform. Mm -hmm. uh, but the rest he starts pulling off. Uh, are you telling him to do anything else? I'm going to tell him to set up a perimeter around that hole and don't let anyone go in or out. Okay. And is there a third thing or is that it? I look to the group. Anybody else got any orders? No, I want to pause one second here. Yeah. So the rest of you, Susan. You um, have just spent a little bit of time like working sort of an empathy connection with the ranger, mm -hmm. adult to adult talking. You've gotten him calmed down a little bit and feeling like the situation's well in hand. 
And then you see your, not I guess a protege, but also sort of your research subject, the person that you're here to deal with, just kind of cut through all of that and just mentally command and take over the adult man. So he go Ranger Byron goes from being like concerned and worried, but kind of processing to just dead eyed, like, yes, sir, here, here's my uniform. Yes, sir. Kind of snapping at command. And the rest of you are experiencing that same thing. You saw him do it before with, with Marcus Vermes, the wealthy businessman in town. And that was like kind of fun, kind of like a stick it to him. But this is like, here in the the middle of nowhere, after you've seen Adam Miller going through all of this stuff, he just with almost with no effort, just completely takes over the mind of this guy that's been trying to help you guys and commands him to do stuff. How do the rest of you all react? Well, I should say, and then Adam casually looks at the rest of you and says, anything else? Adam, how come you didn't do that the first time? <laughs> oh, I tried. I was bad back then. I messed up. Adam, are you eating your nightshirt? Yeah, I don't know why it tastes delicious. So Crashly feels incredibly insecure and basic right now. So I'm just going to say, like, are you going to do that to us? No, you're my friends. But he was our friend. He helped us. This guy, he's just a ranger. Adam, go ahead and roll. Are you trying to comfort Crashly? Like, are you trying to reassure her? Yeah. Okay, great. So we'll do go ahead and roll plus charm to offer her some comfort or support. Also, while you're doing that, again, we're pulling these emotional conditions from masks. And so I'll remind everybody and specifically see EJ this. There's two ways to clear conditions. You either, somebody else can try to comfort you like Jeff is currently doing, or you can clear your own conditions by taking actions related to the conditions. So for example, if you're angry, the way to clear that condition is to hurt someone or break something important. If you're insecure, you can take foolhardy action without talking to your team. There's other actions that are there and they're on your character sheets. But so those are the two options. So Adam Miller is trying to comfort Crashly. And I'm no longer negative. I don't have that negative. No, you're no longer negative. It is an eight then. Or sorry, it's a 10. Okay. Yeah. You you definitely help her grow in this moment. What do you say that that makes her stop feeling insecure about and reassures her i'm like i look at her i'm like you're the you're one of the few people that know who i really am now i i gotta keep that under cart under under wrapped i don't know what society would do to me i need you to be here with me you're right plus like no offense but you could never take over my mind thanks buddy you're way too smart for me crashly you're like the best person i know on the internet you got the best blog (laughs) thanks I just like to figure stuff out, I guess. Um, great. What CEJ and Susan, what are your reactions to Adam Miller's mental dominion? I'm a little mad about it, if I'm being honest. But this, I can also tell this is not the moment. I've got one bleeding youth, one angry youth, and just emotions all around. So I'm just shuffling everybody in, telling Adam that's enough. I'm just giving CEJ some nice pats on the back and saying, calm it down, buddy. You got this. Great. So you're trying to reassure CEJ. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So roll plus charm. Oh, kaboot. Oh, no. <laughs> for everybody, unless my charm score. Okay, and I do have a negative charm score. It's a three. A three. Um. Okay. Wow. CEJ, mm-hmm. you are going to rebuff Susan. So how do you shrug off her attempts to calm you down? Ooh, that is a great question. So... I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to like, like bat her hand away. And I'm going to be like, you don't get to tell me to calm down. 
the only reason any of us are hurt is because of you. Whoa, CJ. <laughs> Claire, Susan, now, as a result of that, you are going to take a condition. What? How emotionally, how does that land for Susan? Does that make her insecure, hopeless, guilty, angry, or afraid? I'm just angry at this point. Yeah. I know it's not true. This young child is coming after me, and I have absolutely no time because the other one's bleeding out, so I can't deal with his emotional Yeah, shit. I'm also, like, smoking, too. He's smoking. <laughs> And so that needs to be the focus, not not this other angry kid. I agree. So stop wasting your time on me and save my cousin's life. Why don't you count to 10 and get out of my face? Let's go, everybody in the van. We're going. I'm going to walk. And I start stomping off through the woods by myself. <laughs> and does that count as a don't worry, I'll check it out? It, or... I'm going to say no, because you have to go off somewhere scary. And everywhere you guys live is the woods. So I don't think... Broadly, you consider the woods to be scary. Fair enough. I'm going to tell the ranger to go follow you. <laughs> so I'm getting followed by a naked ranger. <laughs> yeah. And so he's wearing his underclothes and he's just walking behind you in the woods uh, and just being like, you got to uh, remember leaves of three, let, let him be. And is just following you and saying like, got to get back on the path. <laughs> Take only pictures, <laughs> leave only footprints. <laughs> And it's just sort of uh, saying platitudes to you as you guys I walk uh, through the woods back. The rest of you uh, hop in the car. I guess you're in, still in the Sherwin-Williams van and drive back to... That's my car. You left. Yeah, you and we're away. listening to Nelly Furtado the whole way home. I'm I like take all of his CD cases and I just throw them in the back seat. We don't Hell want yeah. none of this. Yeah. And you guys make your way back to Queen Latifah's School for Gifted Girls because that is where... Susan Wexler has her headquarters, her lair. The school is out, obviously. So it, right now, it's probably like six or seven o'clock at night. It's getting dark for sure. Susan, are you uh, trying to sneak in, or well, I mean, what's your situation here? How how are you handling this, Susan? I would never sneak. I work here. I have a good reason to be here, and so I'm just walking in with the kids. And if anybody asks, guess what? It's volleyball practice. Yeah, you're not under any risk of anything. You're kind of hurrying in. You get into the janitor closet. You're getting everybody in. And right as you're um, about to do, you just hear a, hey, hey, Susan? Mm -hmm. Susan, can I borrow you a second? I scuttle the kids into the closet and say, wait here for volleyball practice. <laughs> and just like with a small wink. And I walk over to this other yeah, and it's a teacher. It's Mr. Anderson, the shop teacher. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to see if I could work out a deal with you. There's, you know, we got a lot of wood scraps that are getting left behind by the kids. And I know you're just supposed to throw them all away, but I've got some home projects that I was interested in. And he's just rambling on and on and on back in the room. Adam, you take one additional harm. Oh, my gosh. As you are bleeding out. I'm critical. I'm going to tell him. The other adult, I'm going to say, I'm so sorry. My walkie, my walkie's going off. It sounds like someone has thrown up. I must get to it. I mean, I bet I'm like let out a bug ear shattering scream at this point. And I say, and there's, a, there's another vomit. There's another vomit. I got to go. Will the kids ever stop vomiting? Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> Will the kids ever stop vomiting? <laughs> no, they won't. Uh, plus anything. It is manipulate someone is plus charm. Well, shit. Could it be? No. <laughs> six. Yes. Okay. On a six, uh, your approach is completely wrong. So oh, you God. make a bad impression on them and a problem gets worse. So you're trying to convince him that you have a vomit situation 
that you need to take care of. Uh, and he's like, but then you guys hear that screaming noise. And he goes, oh, Susan, I think a, an animal got in the, the school. Come on, we got to get out of here. We, we got to go out. And, I'm going to go ahead and call the, the police. And he pulls yeah, out a flip phone. You, you can call the police. I'm going to call animal control and we can meet right outside. Okay. All right. Well, well we got to stay together though. Okay. You, you know, it might be a black bear or something. Wait, can I do something? Yeah. What are you doing, Crashly? I want to see, I don't know if this quite works, but I want to use my often overlooked skill to make us all look unimportant. So I'm going to act all weird. So I'm going to, yeah, so I'm going to come out and just be like, oh, oh, I was puking in there. That's all. Oh, oh. Roll plus oh, weird. because of my period. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's my third time having it. And wow. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You don't even oh. go to school, do you? I got it. <laughs> oh, oh, I got a 12. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. Nice. No, 11, 11. So, uh, yeah, as so. soon as he hears the word period, he's like, oh, oh, never mind. I understand. I, I, I support and value your, your experience. <laughs> You're becoming a, a young woman, but also I, I, I'm not trying to draw it. And he's looking oh, to Susan for help. Oh. And he's like, ah. and he's like, okay. Uh, and he just he just oh. scurries away. Susan rushes in. She pulls you guys all through. The door closes. You guys get into there. Susan throws Adam Miller up onto uh, one of the tables that she has there and immediately goes into, I assume, surgery mode. Is that correct, Susan? That is correct. Got my um, gloves on. Yeah, you can heal people and you have the space for one or two to recuperate. Something I like the t-shirt's th- all gone too, by the way. I ate yeah. your entire shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's. And I know that. And as you're doing surgery, you are finding like bits and pieces of fabric in his like intestinal tract as you're sewing things up. Adam, your recovery is going to take like at least a week. Okay. You living in the, the lair. I'll got to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. My mom doesn't really pay attention to me. She only pays attention to CEJ. So that's good. I'm also pretty battered. Could I get some loving? Of course. Yeah. So there's there's space for one or two people to recuperate. So Shamanda, you can also... Oh, are we recovering together? Wait, do I have to stay here the whole week? No, for you, Shamanda, I think Susan would probably decide it's like just an overnight thing. All right. Yeah. So you can stay on the top bunk because I don't know that he could climb up to that. So (laughs) I definitely can't. But if you have any T-shirts, leave them by the table. Absolutely not. Just so you know, Adam Miller, the thread count on these sheets is like pretty high. (sighs) I mean, do I roll against this or I just eat it? No, you're just eating it. <laughs> well, actually, you can roll act under pressure to see if you can resist. Okay, if I lay down on that bed and like the and the <laughs> sheets feel good, like it's really high, I'm going to roll under pressure. Okay. As I like climb up onto the top bunk while he's doing that. And, you know, I think I might just like journal or we could like talk about like what we want to classes we want to take next semester. Like I'm very excited for that. I rolled an eight. Okay, so you can, res- let's see here. You're trying, and let me understand this correctly, you're trying to resist the urge to eat. The sheets in front of Shamanda. You can resist that urge, but in the focus on doing that, some of your little caterpillar legs are going to poke out from your chest. Well, uh, yeah, I, I let it happen. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you, Shamanda, you're watching him. Adam Miller is still shirtless because Susan has finished kind of stapling his wounds together. And you see him looking at the pile of shirts and looking at you, and then just little tiny nubbin legs start poking through and out of his skin. Um, I would like to try to manipulate him into not doing that to resist it. 
if oh. we could talk about anything else to distract you from here. Okay, great. Roll plus charm. Six. Adam, it's up to you. How badly does that offend or annoy you? That she's trying to stop you from doing this. And um, she's clearly kind of grossed out by it. I think I just get in my head. It's sort of like, I want to impress her, but I know I can't. So I think it makes, I think they come out tenfold more. Great. Um, so you do get to mark experience if you're not able to do what she asked. Cool. And Shamanda, you uh, also get to mark experience because you tried and failed. And as you guys are all sitting there, what do you guys talk about? What are you doing? You're you're sort of here. You guys left the cave. There's a pile of bodies in there. There's a dead yeah. salamander man. What's running through y'all's head? Do we know? I mean, do we know anything about that dagger? Do you still have that dagger, Miss Wexler? Yeah, I've got the dagger. Of course I do. Should we burn it? Maybe we should. I could ask. I, let, I'm going to do a... I'm going to do Illuminate it. I'm going to talk to Secret Masters. Okay, great. So with that, you roll plus weird. Cool. Eight. So before the last time that you checked in with them, and you don't speak to them too, too often, but the last time that you did, obviously, they had you start to to make a nest. Yeah. uh, And you feel that compulsion again, but it's lessened a little bit. So you'd actually just sort of position the pile of t-shirts around you in sort of a nest on the bed. But then you feel a very different compulsion. You feel this overriding urge that feels like it's yours, but you know it's not. And it is to hug CEJ, to like embrace him and comfort him. But I can't leave here, right? Or I'll just hurt myself, right? Currently, you're all still in the... I am? He he walked off. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, he's not here. But yeah, you are still pretty banged up. You are no longer critical. You are back to, we'll say, broken. You have two harm healed. But yeah, you just feel that. And with that, we'll cut over. CEJ, you're walking through the woods. Ranger Elong is behind you, chasing after. What are you doing? I'm just heading to my Aunt AD's house. I'm huffing off through the woods. I'm trying to tune out Ranger Elong, saying things like, Red before Red touches black, you're okay, Jack. But uh, <laughs> Red touches yellow, you're a dead fellow. And he's like, oh. he's run out of nature-related <laughs> aphorisms, so he's just telling you other safety things. Yeah. <laughs> like electrical. Like He's like, you know, smoke inhalation is actually what kills you. <laughs> you got to um, stay low. And always touch the door with the back of your hand. Uh, yeah, so you make it home. He's there at, at this point. I think he, at this point, I'm I'm like up in my room. I've got big old headphones on. As you and... walk in, Diane just says, like, see, EJ, oh, oh, honey, are you okay? You look, you look muddy. Did you fall in the water? Yeah. You know what? Oh, AD, let me go get I you a towel. Fall. No, let I'm me go get you fine. some towels. I'll, I'll warm some up in the dryer. Okay. I'll bring them I'm up just, to you. I'm Do you need a sandwich? A yeah. Okay. I'll make you a sandwich. <laughs> okay. And and right. maybe some cookies. Does this calm you down, or do you still stay angry? I mean, I'm I'm still I'm mad at my friends, but I, I I'd be lying if I said that being babied will feel better here. Yeah, and then you hear her say, "I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to step out off our property." And at that sort of stranger thing, the spell breaks, and Ranger Byron is like, you just hear him in the distance saying, "Like, mm-hmm. I, what?" The, Oh my, I am so sorry. I, I I am, I don't know what has happened. Do you have maybe a robe or, or some some loose clothes? I, I, I am so, and she's like, here, come. And she has him in the mudroom. She's getting him clothes. You hear him being yeah, like, I don't know. I think, in. and he's downstairs dealing with her. So you go up to your room. If 
if Ranger along accidentally ends up with AD instead of Susan here, I'm gonna be <laughs> oh no, I'm be laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're up in your room. Yeah, I'm up in my room. I've got uh, a plate of cookie crumbs like resting on my belly. I'm lying on my bed with my hands behind my back. I got big old headphones on. I think maybe if anyone's trying to call me, maybe we'll do that like fun cinematic move where we like pull back for me and I'm like just like sulkily listening to my tunes and we pull back for me and like my little flip phone is my Nokia brick phone is like vibrating on the on my desk but I can't well, hear here's it. Here's the question though. Are any of the rest of you trying to call I'm CEJ? Not I am. So Amanda, what is the voicemail that you leave for CEJ? Hey CEJ, very good overpowering you earlier today. I'm always going to remember that. Also, I have your car, loser. So if you want to come over and get it anytime, <laughs> that'd be great. It's an eyesore on the street. Shamanda out. And CEJ, what are you listening to while you don't see this phone call? Ooh, that's a great question. I think I am listening to the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. By <laughs> <Berlin. Bruce is laughs> yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Uh... Wes Borland's uh, thundering instrumentation just coming over as you're just there angry rocking out. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out in like two years that this is a cover of the Mission Impossible theme and not their original song. And I'm going to be fucking floored by that discovery. And Susan, what are you doing while this is all going on? You finished up your surgery. You're kind of cleaning up. You know, I'm just getting everything kind of sorted away. I'm writing down everything that happens so I can remember it. And I am getting that knife that I have put away in a box because I'm worried that someone might come for it. And I know they can't get into my haven, but I'm safeguarding that as well. Roll an investigative mystery, Susan. Uh, eight. Great. So you can ask one uh, question from the list of questions, either about the knife or about the circumstance that you found, like broadly, whatever you want. I think I want to ask what was it going to do? About uh, the knife? Kind of, yeah. Like what was the, it, I think I'm just trying to figure out like what, was the ceremony that it was around or whatever, because it seemed to be a big part of it. Okay. With, let's see, what is your sharp? You're pretty sharp, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sharp. With mm -hmm. that role and your sharpness and the fact that you're a monster hunter, you have a, a, a sense of a few things. One, there's definitely sacrifice happening. That is, that is clearly what the knife was being used to do, was some form of sacrifice. That big pile of bodies, there are a few key elements to it that you, even at a glance that you saw. One being, they were not being killed there. They were being brought there, and it clearly seems to be like a dumping ground. And as you're looking at the blade of this dagger, it's rusty, it's old. You remember some of the carvings on the bodies that you saw and one of the cuts that the, the salamander was trying to make into CEJ. And broadly, this seems to be some sort of regenerative spell, almost like some sort of magic around taking power from someone presumably the sacrifice and giving it to a recipient but given how weak the salamander was you don't think it was for the salamander's benefit given the, the size of the bodies okay so the salamander was the salamander nor the millipede were the main problem no okay so this thing is living to die another day Whatever it is, seems to be still out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, just before I forget to ask this question, does hanging out and eating sandwiches and lying on my bed provide me any harm reduction at all? Not really. I mean, you're battered. You definitely have like a bruised rib, kind of like that level. So spending a couple of days chilling, things like that will reduce harm. 
over gotcha. time, but food, this isn't quite like D and D it's not like eating uh, a food immediately removes one harm or anything. You just have to heal like a normal human, which is what I am. Yeah. So Susan, you kind of come to those conclusions and do you bring them to the rest of the group? What are you doing? I definitely don't want to bother Amanda and Adam about this right now. But I, I like Crashly know, and I really trust Crashly with the information. And we have some research to do. And I let her know that I might try to see if I can get an email to the International Monsters Hunters Association that I'm in. I think that's a great idea. They're cool. Yeah. And, you know, they, they usually respond within one to two business days, which I really appreciate. I appreciate that, too. Nobody ever listens to me. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> And where we're going to end things for today is I want to focus in. Oh, the, the other thing, as you guys talk about it a little bit more, most immediately, Susan, since you are the expert in all of this and everything, what's your going forward? What's sort of your game plan in terms of this cave? Sure. So I'm going to want to figure out what the main big bad is. Because mm-hmm. I think if we can get that taken care of, that would be the main thing instead of these littler guys. So I'm going to try through research and investigation to figure out who the biggest, baddest. Okay. So Is that kind of what you were asking? Yeah. And yeah, go ahead and roll an investigative mystery. Six. Okay. Six. You know, if somebody wants to crash, you might want to try to help out on this. I'm going to help out. So roll plus cool. I got a 10. Yeah. Um, so Crashly, between Ooh, yeah. the two of you, between Crashly and Susan, you guys are able to look. Susan, you're not able to really find any information about like who might specifically be the targeting with this. What you do find, though, is information that as you're trying to research through and everything, you do discover as a byproduct of sacrifices like this is that they continue to leak some magical energy even after dead unless properly disposed. And a big pile of bodies in a cave is definitely not properly disposed. So this is very clearly the magical equivalent of a radioactive runoff that is taking place. So while you don't find out who is causing the people to be sacrificed in the first place, what you do notice is if these bodies are not taken care of properly, which you have an appropriate spell to do, which obviously involves dead human toes, without doing that, the bodies will continue to leak out into whoever feeds on them, which would be you know, any of the cave creatures. Okay, so I have that spell. You know what? I'm going to text CJ and just say, come to HQ, best Susan Wexler. And then I also type out my number for him. <laughs> uh, Susan or uh, CEJ, how long does it take before you notice this text? I am currently, I'm playing Snake on my phone, so I get it right away. Uh, great. Did you also get the voicemail and just ignore it? I saw that I had a voicemail from Shamanda and I haven't listened to it yet because I just calmed down and I'm pretty sure it's going to tick me off. Are you responding by text to yeah, um, Susan? I respond to Susan and like a couple of seconds later, Susan, your phone chimes and all it says is K. <laughs> Perfect. And I just write back, see you soon. Best Susan Wexler <laughs> and then my phone number. <laughs> uh- but I like, does it, does it exceed the like character count every time? So it has to break into two messages. Oh yeah. It's two or three for sure. But you have to, you have to give all the information. So that doesn't bother me. I've got a little time. All these kids heal. CEJ eventually, well, it, it doesn't take long because Aunt Diane immediately offers to give you a ride to the school. No questions asked. Is, is Ranger Byron still over? He, he at this point has left. She actually is just getting back from giving him a ride. 
and sees you going walking out. She's like, wait, honey, no, where are you going? What? I gotta get well just hop in wherever you're going i'll give you a ride hon you don't need to walk okay come on it's yeah just hop in okay Uh, what song do you guys sing together on the drive she plays exclusively Joni mitchell in the car yeah so don't it always seem to go and she turns to you and i pretend like i hate this song but i actually secretly love it and yeah i don't even know the words but in my head i'm like oh what you got to lose Uh, you make your way into the lair dodging any noticing eyes from adults in the school and you see in the bunk bed infirmary area, you see on the lower bunk, Adam Miller in his nest of, of T-shirts and above him on the top bunk, Amanda just journaling. And you see Crashly and Susan Wexler with their heads uh, kind of together over a pile of books on a table. You also might see that Crashly had been ICQing you the whole time and you were not getting the messages. What is but ICQ? It's, it's, oh my God, it's only the best internet messaging system (laughs) Uh, yeah my phone it doesn't connect the web so i don't it's not on phones it's on your pc oh yeah i i couldn't use the i couldn't use the internet because aunt diane was on the phone like the whole time (laughs) and as Uh, soon as you walk in cej i uh, i leap up and i I hug cej and i got my little caterpillar arms out too so they hug too (laughs) Uh, i i hug you back and i'm like i turn away so no one else can hear me but i'm like sorry i lost my Hey, me too. I'm sorry I tricked that adult to give me his clothes. Sorry. Oh, hey, I, I brought you some. What? Uh, and I slip you a slipish towel. <laughs> See, EJ, you can clear the angry condition now. Cool. So the only one uh, currently experiencing anger is Susan, who is still pretty hot <laughs> under the collar. So I turn around. I turn around to everyone. I'm like, sorry, I guess, or whatever. I um, kind of lost my cool there, but seeing seeing Adam get gashed up pretty hard. I don't know. I guess it just reminded me that like this is real serious stuff. I don't know. Sometimes like I'm like, what am I even doing here? Like you guys are all special and like I'm not that special or whatever. So, but you're our friend and that makes you special. I hop down from the bunk bed and we all go in for a group hug. Come on. Uh, and I flinch because I think you're going to put me in another headlock. <laughs> and I definitely try to bite someone. Whoever's to my left, I try to. <laughs> Got a roll for that. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> Yeah, roll a just roll a d6 and tell me what the number is. Okay, it's a two. Uh, you try to bite Susan. I <laughs> bite Susan's shirt. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, also Susan. Even though my I'm like keeping my eyes downcast and I'm mumbling most of it, I glance at you a couple times and it's it's pretty clear that the majority of my apology is. Aww. And you know what? So I'm, I'm accepting. Try to console her. Oh, okay. Roll uh roll a plus charm. Okay. Hey, I got an eleven. Woo! Great. Yeah, you do it. What do you say to Mrs. Wexler to console her? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of the stuff I was already saying, but I'm like, you know, it's no one's fault. I guess it could have happened, you know, if it wasn't us. Would... I accept this. I know that this was it is, and I don't want to make him more uncomfortable by going into feelings. So I'm like, you know, at this moment, he's a little, a little Susan joke. So I go to CEJ. I'm just like, CEJ, I did a little research. You know how I found out that Millipede was a man? How? In the end, it left me. <laughs> oh, God. and uh right adam while you're watching this and sort of gingerly hugging you get a bolt from the masters yes again not words not even really symbols necessarily you get three distinct things you you hear again this time is wrong she must be served you feel you need to break that knife immediately and then you just feel on top of it, hide. 
Oh my god. Uh oh. I uh, I grab the knife and I I try to smash it as hard as I can on the table. Susan, you see Adam Miller just grab the rusty knife off the table and then look like he's about to swing it down to break it. What do you do? Quick question. I know about this spell. Do I think that that is going to be part of it or this like, seems using... roll an investigative mystery? Okay, because I might agree with eight. And is that plus anything? Plus sharp. So it's a ten. Yeah, a 10. So you get to ask, wow, you get two questions. I was just kind of trying to figure out if the knife would be best broken. Honestly, if it's not a part of the spell and would it bring people back to here? I might. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly. It doesn't seem related to the bodies, but you definitely seeing Adam do that. You immediately key in like whoever empowered this magically definitely could track it. I I just say break it, baby. Ah! And the blade shatters. And do you say anything else, Adam? I'm, I turned to everyone like, we have to hide. Okay. So basically but we're saying here. strong too. Okay, whatever you say, Adam. <laughs> and where I'll leave you guys with is with the final words from Diane, as you guys are pondering this. And, and again, Adam, the, what the salamander was screeching, just echoing in your head. This time is wrong. She must be served. This time is wrong. Were the last words that Diane said to you, CEJ, as you were getting out of the car. And she said, and hey, just, just so you know, CEJ, I'll probably be home late tomorrow night. I have to drive up to Marquette for a union meeting at the state capitol building. Supposedly, Lieberman's going to be there. Can you believe it? The president of the United States flying all the way <laughs> to the state of Superior just to talk to some nurses. Well, finally, the 51st state gets a little respect. What's going on? And that's where we'll end our what? session. Wow. <laughs> what? Whoa. Do we know that? In this you world? do. Okay. Fifth hanger. Wow. What does that even mean? Joe Lieberman. This time's wrong.